Welcome to I Can Relate, where we talk about relationships from God's perspective. I am your host, Chosen King Willie. Today, we are, we are on part two of our five-part series of the five things God gave man before he gave him woman. Part two of our series is called The Word of God. And we're going to talk today about what the word is or what it consists of, what the word can do, and the ability of the word or how it functions. So we're going to talk about what it is, how it like what it does, and how it how the the functioning of it, how it functions, how the word functions. We're going to talk about those three things today. Are uh, so before I get into it, forgive me. Before I get into the prayer and before we get ready to get into this, I just want to say uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, those who are listening, those who are giving uh, words of encouragement, all those for all the constructive criticism. Not that it was bad or anything, but all the kind words and kind gestures to keep me motivated and keep me doing what I feel led to do and what I've honored to do, honestly. I just want to thank you all for your encouragement. I want to thank you all for your support, for your kindness, for your love. And I just want to apologize to everyone for not being more timely with these videos. The last couple of weeks, I haven't been as timely as I would like to be. But going forward, I will be more timely and we'll have them for you every Saturday. They'll be done each Saturday. I'll be releasing a new episode, so stay tuned and on the lookout for that. And again, I apologize for any um, delay or any any hiccup or any any inconvenience that me not being as timely as I would like to be in the past have have caused. Going forward, that will not be a problem. I'll make sure of it. I'll make sure that they're done on Saturday and recorded so you guys can enjoy them. I thank you guys. It's an honor and a privilege to sit before you and share these things. Um, it, it helps you guys, and I know it helps me. So I, I just thank you guys for the opportunity. That being said, let's get into it. I, we got a lot to cover. I'm excited. <clears throat> so um, let's pray in and let's get to, to it, all right? All right. Father God, there's none like you. I thank you, Lord God, for all the all of my listeners, all those that will listen, all those that will come to know what you have said in your word about relationships. Father God, that you love them just as much you love Jesus and that you have a plan and a mate for every last one of them, Lord, and that you want to lead them there from the inside out. Father God, I thank you for the the privilege to speak to these people, your people. In Jesus' name, thank you for allowing me to use the gift that you placed in me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Before, let's let's go to the intro. Before God, before man, before man, God has, God had his word, the creative force that not only created the whole world, but holds the whole world together. Let us explore how the word, no, let's explore what the word is, 
what it does and how it functions or the functionality of the word. Some of our foundation scriptures that you will hear a lot repeated through this episode and probably further episodes from here on out is Genesis 1, 1 through 5, John 1, 1 through 5, James 1, 28, James 1, 21 through 28, Isaiah 55, 11 through 13. Okay, my first point is the born again spirit is made up of words. And to reiterate that point, let's go to Genesis 126, 31 and let's read. 126 through verse 31 and let's read. When you get there, say amen. Almost there. Amen. And it reads from the NKGV or the New King James Version. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And, and so God created man in his own image. In the, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill up, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. <coughs> Excuse me. And God, and God says, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food, also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Okay, that was a lot in there. And I wanted to read it all before we try to dissect it because it'll draw it out. And I want to be able to be fluent and flow a certain way. So we're going to do this differently. So what was just said there is how God saw that he, he wanted to do something. So he thought about what he wanted to do. And then he spoke it. And what he spoke was, I want there, let us make a man in our image that could govern this earth for us and let us make him in our image and give him what he needs to govern the earth. And then in verse 28, one of the beautiful things, he told him to be fruitful, multiply, fill up the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. He never told them to do, to do those five things over other humans. He told them to do it over the earth. So there's people that that say that you know, oh, you know, I, I'm I'm taking authority over my boss on a job or something like that. That's not scripture. He said over the earth. He didn't say subdue bosses. He said subdue the earth. And I just want to say that to clear up any 
misconception in theology that may be out there or you've heard something that someone said and you wonder like, is God really telling? No. That's that person. We love them and we correct them. Amen? Amen. So, that's that. Let's go to Genesis 2 and 7 and let's see something. I think this is going to tie in perfectly to Genesis 1, 26 to 31. Let's go there. And the Lord... And I'm there. Amen. And the Lord God, and it reads, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. So God breathed into man. And one thing about breath, whether you realize it or not, when you breathe out or you exhale, you're still, it may be, and it sounds like it's just wind, but it's not. It's actual words. Words are being, that's words that are coming out. No matter what you think, it's your word. Words are literally coming out. Whether you're speaking or not, whether you're vocal or it's still words. So God didn't just breathe into him like we think like, oh, he blew on him. No, he didn't blow on him. When it says he breathed into him, it's literally saying he spoke man's spirit. And I believe what he spoke was what we just read in verse 28. He told him to be fruitful, multiply, fill up the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That's what I believe that he spoke into the man. And we'll go into it a little bit, uh, that that part a little bit in more detail as we go further along. But that's what I believe he, he spoke into him. Now, my next, I'm glad I waited because John. my next scripture is John 3, verse 1 through 16. And that, that will shed some light. Let's read there. Let's go there. Turn with me in your Bibles. John 3, verse 1 through 16. And let's read it. like this verse 1 there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of a ruler of the Jews amen this man came to Jesus by night and said to him rabbi we know that you are a teacher come from God okay that's how I said let's keep going for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them Jesus answered and said unto him most assuredly, I say unto you, unless one is born again or born from above. And we talked about the new birth, the new born, uh, the new birth or being the born again spirit last week in our last episode. And if you haven't heard that one, go back and, and listen to that one. That will bring you up to speed. But it's also a good way. It's a good episode to listen to and really listen to and allow it to minister to you. All right. Unless he, Jesus is answering, Jesus answered and said unto him, Most surely I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto Jesus, unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? 
Can he enter his mo- can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say unto you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That word water there is talking about the water of the birth canal. Jesus, uh, okay, we are at that. Yeah, we have verse six. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I, that I say to you, you must be born again or from above. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it is, where it comes from. Or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. So it's talking about the newborn spirit. Hallelujah. Nicodemus answered and said unto him. How can these things be? Or how is it Lord. That this born again spirit. Can uh, move or speak. And I don't know where it's coming from. Or where it's going. Because you got to be born again in order to understand spiritual things, and that's what he was telling him. You can't, you can't understand God's kingdom unless you're born of the spirit of God's kingdom, and that born again spirit meaning you have to be born from above to even un- understand the kingdom of God, because only the kingdom of God can understand the kingdom of God. Like it'd be like when you were younger and you you would um. Like the match game, you wouldn't put two things that didn't match together because it wouldn't assimilate or it wouldn't come together as well as you think it would. The match game is kind of like that. Like, let, let's say if I have water and I put, let's say, some sugar in the water, but I also put some salt in the water and I stir it all up. You can stir them all up, but... If you look closely, you can see the sugar and the salt don't assimilate. Though they both are powdery white substances, they don't assimilate the same way. They don't because it's not the same thing. So it can never mix completely in. And even if it's just barely little parts and specks, you can see. You can see that it doesn't all the way assimilate into one another because it's not the same thing. So that's what Jesus was telling Nicodemus here. What he was saying is, you can't understand the kingdom because you have to be born of that kingdom in order to understand that kingdom. Because of the what he was reminding him of really was Genesis 1. Because Adam fell, you now, now have to be born again to even understand the kingdom. When Adam was first here before the fall, he understood the kingdom. But you can't understand the kingdom if you're not born of the kingdom. That's why most Christians seem spooky and crazy to unbelievers. Because they're born of the kingdom. They understand kingdom principles. And so they're moving under a different, um, a different, what's the word, Lord? Holy Spirit, bring it to my, my memory. There, there we go. They're moving under a different mandate from a different kingdom than the way the world is working. So you can think that they're weird because they're doing things that you wouldn't do 
but you might not be born again. Because only the born again understand the kingdom of God and how his kingdom works. So they're moving with a different mandate and you're thinking they're weird. It's just two different mandates. They're born of this kingdom and you're born of the kingdom of this world. There's a kingdom of this world and that's where Satan's children are born of. And we'll, we'll do a podcast as God leads on that. There's two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. The Bible describes them. But he was telling them, you're, you're from the kingdom of darkness. So what I'm saying to you will seem foreign or strange because you're not born of the kingdom yet. He wasn't bragging like, oh, I'm from the kingdom. You not. What he was telling them is that to understand the fullness of the kingdom or who, whose mandate I'm working under, you must be born of the kingdom in order to understand. He was trying to show him that no matter how much you try to grasp this thing in the natural, you won't never be able to grasp it because you have to be born from this kingdom in order to understand it. You have to have the spiritual capacity to understand it. You Yes, you have a spirit, but it is not of God's spirit that was severed in Adam's sin, but it was reestablished through Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Pouring out his blood and the mercy seat was the completion of that. So when he did that, it was finished. Now men could receive from him by believing, according to Romans 10 and 9, whosoever believe on the Lord Jesus shall not die, but shall be saved. That salvation or that newborn spirit is the salvation. Because it came out of Jesus when he rose from the dead. The Bible says as he, when he got up, as we died with him, it says like this. When he died, we who are in Christ died. And when he rose, we who are in Christ rose. Hallelujah. Amen. So in order to. for Nicodemus to get what Jesus was saying to him, he would have to be born again. And that's what Jesus was telling him. In order for you to understand how I'm doing what I'm doing and whose mandate it is that I'm fulfilling, you have to be from the same kingdom in order to understand it. Nicodemus, that's what Jesus was saying. Let's continue to read because we got a few more points to get to. Okay? (coughs) Excuse me. Okay. So it is with everyone who is born of the kingdom. That's what he told him in verse 8. Verse 9. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Or how is it that these things are true, but I can't see in the grass from Jesus? Jesus answered. Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Or you're teaching my people, but you don't even understand that in order to grasp this thing, it has to be God either revealing it to you or you have to be born of the king. Now, God can reveal it to you, but you won't understand it on the level that you're supposed to understand it until you're born again, Nicodemus. Let's go. Most assuredly, I say unto you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen and you do not receive our witness. So the newborn spirit is an eyewitness to what? The kingdom. Let's go. Amen. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, verse 12, how will you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Why? Because the 
newborn spirit is an eyewitness to the kingdom of heaven, but also the kingdom of earth. Because that same spirit was with Jesus or with God when God created man. Oh, hallelujah. You'll get it later. It'll dawn on you later. No one has ascended into heaven, but he who has come down from heaven. So that spirit that was in on him came down from heaven. The spirit that's within us because of his death, burial, resurrection, and the pouring out of his blood on the mercy seat and us receiving Christ came down from heaven. And it's the son of man that he that came from heaven, the son of man or God or Jesus at the time who was in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. That's my favorite verse of scripture. Because it's because of verse 16. And actually before verse 16. But in verse 16 you get to see that. God loved the world or humanity so much that he wasn't willing to leave us in a falling condition. That his love caused him to act and his act was Jesus Christ and it's through his blood, through his uh, His sacrifice, his death, burial, resurrection and his blood that we have forgiveness of sins, remission of sins and that we are born again and translated into his son when we receive it from him. And and right now, Father, as they're listening, if they don't know you, Father, I'm asking you for a supernatural, supernatural experience for them, Lord. Not change their nature. Change, Change the very spirit that's in them. That kind of nature change. We don't want the outside, but Lord, take this word, plant it in their hearts. Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And don't let them be the same. Send those who will water it so that they come into a true relationship and fellowship with you. That they come to know you the best someone can come to know you. Come to serve you the best someone can come to serve you. And come to fulfill what you would have them fulfill the best someone can fulfill it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. That's John 3, 6, 3 verse 1 through 16. That's important because we see... They were speaking, and it was nothing but words, 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 words. The newborn spirit is made up of words. Because it has a commit. The newborn spirit has a mandate. The mandate is be fruitful, multiply, fill up the earth, subdue it, have dominion. Amen? Amen. Now, let's, let's look at some other scriptures I want to get to. We might have to cut this in two, because we... we, we yeah, we might just cut this in two. I don't. We'll see. Jeremiah, let's go to Jeremiah 31, 33 through 34. Let's go and read that. Amen. Jeremiah, it's good, Lord. This is good. I don't want to overwhelm you guys, and, and I'm getting close to where I want to keep the podcast at, but. We'll go long. We'll, we'll make this one a longer one, and we'll finish up these next two points. Because I don't think that they're as long as this first point, but it's okay. 
Thirty-three. Thirty-one. Okay. Thirty-one. Okay.